Hello, Word Nerds. I am Spencer, your host, and welcome to the Dictionary. Yay! Woo, baby, it's the Dictionary. All right, the first word in this episode is duena. Duena. You could also say duena. D-U-E-N-N-A. Noun from 1623. One. An elderly woman serving as governess and companion to the younger ladies in a Spanish or a Portuguese family. Hmm. So is she hired, I, like, I wouldn't say a nanny necessarily because it's the younger ladies, not the children. But um, I guess the younger ladies, maybe they need a good... Um, a good mentor, uh, somebody to chaperone them, maybe. Uh, actually, number two, hmm, I didn't even see this. The synonym is chaperone. So, yeah, a duena, a chaperone, a companion um, in uh, uh, Spanish and Portuguese cultures. Hmm. The etymology, it is from the Spanish duena, which is from the Latin domina, which means mistress. And there's more at the word dame. And then, of course, if we look at the end of the previous episode, oh, no, that one wasn't related at all. <laughs> nope. Dueño, actually, that was in there. Dueño. Um, but this is duena. Huh. Oh, that's like master. So, yeah, that would be um, owner or master, male, masculine, and feminine. Hmm. Uh, Duenaship. That is a noun. So maybe a duena has a duena ship. She gets hired in a duena ship uh, situation, possibly. Hmm. Uh, okay, sound effect. Let's do. The next word is due process. Two words. Noun from the 15th century. Number one, a course or formal proceedings as legal proceedings carried out regularly and in accordance with established rules and principles. And this is called also procedural due process. Uh, and then number two, a judicial requirement that enacted laws may not contain provisions that result in the unfair, arbitrary, and unreasonable treatment of an individual. And this one is called also substantive due process. Clearly, this is all stuff dealing with defendants and plaintiffs and attorneys and judges and juries and trials and all of those other legal words that people can think of. Objection sustained. Uh, let's see. So it's it's the process. It's, it's the thing that they do to make sure that they go through all of the proper things. Uh, they do this regularly uh, yeah, it doesn't really give a whole lot of details, really. Um, it's a formal proceedings carried out regularly in accordance with established rules and principles. That's, that's the first one. Hmm. Yeah. Legal stuff. Good times. The next word, first form of duet. D-U-E-T. Noun from circa 1740. A composition for two performers. Uh, this could be uh, instrument players or singers, or maybe one is a singer and one is an instrument player. Um, 
this is from the Italian duetto, which is the diminutive of duo, which means duo. So it's just, it's a duo. Two people playing some, creating some music together. They are a duet. Um, well, let's talk about the next one. The second form of duet is an intransitive verb from 1822. You can spell the other forms duetted or duetting with one T or two Ts. This is to perform a duet. So the first one is the actual composition, the thing that that they are performing. Um, But then the action of performing that thing is the verb. They're both called duet. But the action of doing it is almost 100 years. It's like 80 years later. That seems a little weird to me. Was there another word that they used instead? Um, I try to think. I mean, there are so many famous duet songs. Um, but, of course, I can't think of any or wouldn't be able to sing you any right now. Um, so many millions and millions of duet songs. Um, are there good, some good funny ones? Um, hmm. I mean, there's there's some in um, like Avenue Q popped in my head. There are some good duets. Uh, I don't. I guess you couldn't call this a duet because they add like three, four, five, six people. But the the song starts off as a duet called "Everyone's a Little Bit Racist," and that's a very silly song. Um, yeah, there there's some other good duet songs in there. I can't think of one. I want to be able to sing you a duet. There's, you know, there, most of them are uh, romantical love songs. Ooh, baby, I love your style so much. Oh, yeah, my style, it's great. That's a duet. Next is do two. Uh, this is two words. The first word is D-U-E. The second word is T-O. Do to. This is a preposition from 1897, and it means as a result of. The synonym is because of. So we have an example. Due to the complaints of uptight parents, he lost his job. That is a quote from Herbert Gold. What, what were the parents complaining about? Whatever this guy did, uh, the parents started complaining and because of those complaints, due to those complaints, as a result of those complaints, he lost his job. It's, he made some bad decisions. There is some usage information here. The objection to due to as a preposition is only a continuation of disagreements that began in the 18th century over the proper uses of the words owing and do. Do to is as grammatically sound as owing to, which is frequently recommended in its place. It has been and is used by reputable writers and has been recognized as standard for decades. There is no solid reason to avoid do to. I very much appreciate that. I never knew that we had problems with this phrase, but uh, history has shown that we are allowed to use do to. Hmm. Yeah, I guess like 
what I, I wouldn't be able to tell you right now, but like what form of the word do, what definition of the word do are we using here? Uh, I guess it's like owed. We are owed. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yes, we. you can use do to in situations due to the fact uh, that, uh, that, that Spencer is reading the dictionary. He has no listeners. We are in the D-U-F section, which is not very long. This is the first form of the word duff, D-U-F-F. Duffman is going to drink some beer. Noun from 1816. One, a boiled or steamed pudding, often containing dried fruit. Mmm, this sounds British. A boiled or steamed pudding. I don't know how to make pudding. Do you cook it in some way? Or only certain kinds of puddings? Is this, this must be a sweet pudding because it's got dried fruit, but, you know, people put some stuff together that mm, don't necessarily go together, so... Uh, yeah, this one's got dried, dried fruit, and it is called Duff. Number two, the partly decayed organic matter on the forest floor is called Duff. Hmm, I wonder why. Uh, and then number three, fine coal is also called Duff, and the synonym is slack. So I guess this is the coal that you take. Maybe it's like the coal that you... Um, cook cook a, on a grill but you it's finely ground into maybe a powder or something and it's also called slack or duff so this is an english dialect word and it is an alternative of well let's just double check some pronunciation here it looks like it's the word dough but because we know we know that um the gh or the O-U-G-H, can also be pronounced like an F sound. Uh, this There could be another proper uh, pronunciation that's duff. Let's check here. Um, do, 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 do. Now that says do. All those are say, they say do, 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 do. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing anything that says uh, that it could be pronounced duff, but I'm just going to say that uh, at some point, somebody probably pronounced it Duff. Hmm. Duff. Next. The second form of Duff, noun from circa 1837. This synonym is buttocks, as in, get off your Duff. Get off your Duff and go do some work, young man. You gotta go to school and then work in the factory. Get off your duff. The origin of this one is unknown. So some t- about um, almost 200 years ago, somebody was talking about uh, your ass, but they didn't want to say ass or butt or buttocks or tush or glutes or anything like that. They said duff. Somehow we say duff for that. Hmm. I wonder when they created duff beer in The Simpsons, I wonder if it was related to this one get off your butt or just sitting on your butt drinking sitting on your duff drinking duff beer huh i i i don't i don't know i don't know i'm not uh, an expert necessarily on every simpsons episode 
so I can't think of anything specific, maybe if that was referenced, but it's possible. Uh, I was just talking to a coworker yesterday who has literally never seen The Simpsons because he was born well after it started airing. And uh, I think he said his parents really didn't allow him to watch it. I'm not sure why. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's never seen it. He has some idea of what the show is, but well, you you can't know what The Simpsons are, what The Simpsons is until you watch The Simpsons. Oh, it makes me want to watch The Simpsons. The third form of duff is an adjective from circa 1889. This is British. And the synonyms are inferior and worthless. It's, it's not worth anything. It's bad. It's terrible. We don't like it. It's just some duff. It's Maybe it's like a boiled or steamed pudding that contains dried fruit or partly decayed organic matter on the forest floor or fine coal. This is from the word duff, which is a noun which says it's something worthless and it is from the first form of the word duff, which is all those three things that I just read. But there's nothing there that said anything about being worthless. It's up to the eye of the beholder, up to the person who's eating the pudding, walking through the forest, or who's got some coal. Is it worthless? I don't know. I don't know if any of those things are worthless. You tell me. <laughs> Next is duffel, D-U-F-F-E-L or L-E. Either spelling is fine. Noun from 1677, one, a coarse, heavy woolen material with a thick nap. It's just a big old heavy material made out of wool, duffel. Two, transportable, uh, no, Transportable personal belongings, equipment, and supplies. All of the stuff, all of those things that you might uh, put in to a bag made of duffel is also called duffel. Number three, the synonym is duffel bag. And number four, the synonym is duffel coat. And those actually have different spellings. Duffel bag is spelled with an E-L, and duffel coat is spelled with an L-E. I wonder how that happened. And why do we have both spellings? Well, it could have something to do with the etymology. This is from the Dutch word duffel, which is spelled with an E-L, and that is from duffel Belgium. So there's a capital D there, duffel Belgium. So maybe that's where they made this woolen material in the first place. But then, maybe when it got into English, uh, English people were like, you know, we don't like the E-L. We don't, we don't spell words that way here in English lands. We like to spell them with an L-E. So, the duffel bag, though, let's talk about that real quick. Duffel bag, two words, noun from 1917. A soft, oblong bag for personal belongings. Maybe it's um, personal belongings, equipment and supplies, all of those things. So maybe the duffel bag was invented in Belgium, and that's why it kept the E-L spelling. Um, and then maybe the duffel coat was invented somewhere else, made out of this uh, duffel material, 
uh, maybe in England or something, and that's why it got the L-E spelling. But we're going to talk about duffel coat a little bit later. Very soon. Duffel bag. Uh, everybody, everybody's got a duffel bag, right? I don't have a duffel bag. Never mind. Yeah, it's just, it's like, it's kind of like a cylinder shape, but the ends, I feel like, are rounded. They're not flat necessarily. They could be flat. I don't know. You think of military people having duffel bags. I don't think they're made out of the duffel material, though, anymore. I think they're made out of just whatever material you want. When anything you want is fine. Silk, velvet, canvas, skin. I really don't know what this sound effect is. The next word is duffer. Noun from 1756, 1A. A peddler, especially of cheap, flashy articles. Well, uh, cheap, cheap is the, uh, the important part there. Oh, um, because, because the duff, the duff is something worthless, inferior, worthless. So, uh, the person who's trying to get rid of that stuff and just make a buck, they're the duffer. 1B. Come and get your duffs. Here we go. I got your duffs real cheap. It's flashy. It's real fun. You're going to get sick of it real soon. Come get your duffs. I'm a duffer. Only $5. Or $1. 1B. Something counterfeit or worthless is a duffer. 2. An incompetent, ineffectual, or clumsy person, especially a mediocre golfer. Mmm. I haven't heard of a golfer being described as a duffer. Uh, because they're an incompetent, ineffectual, or clumsy person, I would probably be described as a duffer golfer because I can't really do it so good. Number three, this is Australian, and it is a cattle rustler. Hmm. It doesn't give any etymology for why that is, why they call a cattle rustler a duffer in Australia. Does kind of sound like an Australian word, I guess. A duffa? A duffa? I I don't know how to say it. And, and when you're not in context, I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. Um, and yes, this is perhaps perhaps from the word duff, which is something worthless. Again, nothing other than the adjective. Nothing said anything about duff being something worthless. There was no noun of a thing that's worthless. That's what I'm trying to say. Here is duffel coat, and we have more information on the spelling. You can spell it either way with the L-E or the E-L, but they do give L-E first, so that one seems like it's probably more common. Noun from 1684. A heavy, usually woolen, medium-length coat with toggle fasteners and a hood. You gotta have the hood on there. The fasteners are toggle. I don't know what that means exactly. Toggle fasteners? I can, I don't know. I know, I know buttons. I know zippers. I can imagine some other fasteners, but I don't know what they're called. Maybe they're called toggle fasteners. Maybe, maybe on social media, I gotta post pictures of a duffel bag and a duffel coat. Uh, anything else that we missed? Yeah, let's post pictures of those on the social media. At DictionaryPod. Go ahead, follow me. Follow me to the ends of the earth as I post pictures and sometimes have slightly, slightly 
silly captions. Here is the word doofus. D-U-F-U-S. D-U-F-U-S. It is a variation of doofus with two O's. So go back to that word to hear me talk about doofus. Hear a doofus. Talk about doofus. And that was the last of the D-U-F words. Here is the short D-U-G section, starting with... Dug. First form, it is the past form of the word dig. Here is the second form of dug. Noun from 1530. Oh, this is not at all what I was expecting at all. Number one is the synonym utter, U-D-D-E-R, and uh, more of this. Okay, yeah, I've never heard of this. Number two is usually vulgar when used of a woman. The synonym is teat, T-E-A-T, and this is usually used of a suckling animal. So, let's see. I'm trying to... The, so the suckling animal would be suckling on the teat or the udder. But then I guess if you you can call a woman a dug, and that's vulgar. Uh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You're like, oh, you're you're just a teat. You're just, you know, you you mean nothing. You're, you're all you're good for is making new babies. Yes, that is very vulgar and mean and not nice. So don't do that. I've never heard of this before. Uh, maybe it's because it is uh, perhaps of Scandinavian origin, akin to the old Swedish word uh, daigia, and that means to suckle. And then that is akin to the old English word delu, which means nipple. Oh, and there's more at the word feminine. That's an interesting leap. I mean, I, it makes sense. I get it. But how is there more at the word feminine from all of this? Okay. Wow, I have never heard of this noun form of dug. I uh, And it definitely seems like, I guess that's good. I guess it's good that I've never heard it because I don't, I don't want to hear mean things to say, but I, I was, uh, I'm learning something. I'm learning something that I will never use. Um, I guess unless we're talking about udders, because that's not vulgar or disparaging in any way. Hmm, that was fascinating. Here is the last word. Dugong. You can say, how do you pronounce this? Uh, there's a couple of ways. Dugong, I think. Like a gong that goes bong. Yeah, dugong or dugong. D-U-G-O-N-G. Noun from 1800. This is a Serenian... Is that how you say that word? Serenian mammal... Um, of a monotypic genus that has a bilobed tail and in the male upper incisors altered into short tusks and that inhabits warm coastal waters chiefly of southern Asia, Australia, and northeastern Africa. Ooh, I gotta post a picture of this dugong. I have heard of this. Um, I can maybe sort of imagine it in my head, but I don't have enough information or enough uh, experience with them to know. Um, 
A bilobe tail. That word threw me for a loop because it's it looks like bilobed. I don't know. B-I-L-O-B-E-D. Uh, let's see. Yeah, short tusks in the male. They, they swim. They swim all over the place. No, not all over the place, but uh, quite a bit of places. Southern Asia, Australia, northeastern Africa. That's a good chunk of the earth right there. Uh, this is the, let's see, they are from the family Dugongidae, and it looks like the species name is Dugong Dugong, but you don't pronounce those the same, I assume, because the second word does not have the last G. So Dugong Dugon? I don't know how to say it. The name, uh, is the new Latin from the genus name, probably of Dugung, which is, what does this say, in in uh, Cebuano or a related Austronesian language of the Central Philippines. Uh, so I guess Cebuano is, a, is an Austronesian language of the Central Philippines or there are maybe other Austronesian languages of the Central, Central Philippines. And their word is Dugung, which is probably just the name of this mammal. Uh, and and Cyrenian, so like that makes me think of the sirens, the sirens, the mermaids, the ones who would have this like beautiful voice and a song, a singy songy thing, and they would lure the the people on the boats to come and they would murder them. I think. Uh, so you know maybe they thought that these were uh, 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 mermaids and sirens. I didn't know that we use Cyrenian as a an adjective to describe a mammal. I wonder what that means. We have to wait until the S is. I'm so sorry. Not sorry. Um, okay, dugong. We'll post a picture of a dugong on social media. Here we go with the next part of the show, which is when I reread the words and then I tell you what I think the word of the episode should be. So we had duena. Yeah, duena. Do process. Duet. Duet. Do to duff, 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 duffle, duffle bag, duffer, duffle coat, doofus, dug, dug, and dugong. I think, I think I want to pick duet as the word of the episode. I like the word duff, has some interesting uses, but in general it's just something that's just not great. That's another reason why maybe they called duff beer duff beer, because it's worthless. It's worthless. How did they do that? What was the process? Did the writers, did they know about this word? Or did they were like, were like what's, what's, what's a word that means something that's just crappy and inferior and worthless? Let's go to the dictionary and find out what that might be. Probably not that one. They're uh, very smart writers, so they probably just knew the word. Uh, okay, so duet. Now, can I sing a song? Here, let's do a quick little Google search. Famous duets. Famous? Is that the right word that we want to use here? Famous duets? Um, if there's one... Oh, I got you, babe. Okay, that's number one. I got you, babe. But I... <laughs> How does the rest of the song... Ah, da, 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 da. I don't know the words. I just know this the, the music parts. Uh, we can make up our own words, though. I got you to sing a duet. Oh, yes, you did. I can't believe you trapped me. 
that's fine. <laughs> that's just great. Um, obviously, uh, not obviously, if you don't know, that song is uh, very prominently used in Groundhog Day. And uh, it's a good movie and a good song, I guess. And I didn't, never really followed uh, Sonny and Cher. I think I was, I was not born yet when they were really big and famous. That's a song. And I sort of sang a song that's a duet in my same voice, all with one person. That's all you're going to get out of me today. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about another movie I saw. Let's, let's talk about the movie Blood Simple. This is the first Coen Brothers movie. Uh, they are well known for making movies like The Big Lebowski and Miller's Crossing. And did they make... No Country for Old Men, I think we read that on their list of movies. Um, but did they make, was it A Simple Man or A Serious Man? I think it was A Serious Man. Um, Burn After Reading. Um, oh, what was that other one that just popped in my head? Uh, oh, did, I think one of them directed uh, the new Macbeth movie. Um, oh, Fargo. Uh, there's more. There's more in my brain. That don't want, oh, uh, the one that I haven't seen about the old school Hollywood, uh, Caesar, Hail Caesar, uh, oh, uh, oh, brother, where art thou? Uh, this is just me listing <laughs> Coen Brothers movies now. Um, Barton Fink, yeah, I think I got most of them. Anyway, Blood Simple, I think it's their very first movie that they, that they wrote and directed, and, um, it's, it's good, it's, uh, it's dark, um, it's, I, I, I gotta say, I gotta say, I think my expectations were a little high. Uh, it's not that I didn't like it, but, you know, when you, when you hear so many good things about a movie and, uh, the people who made the movie, you, your expectations are set at a certain level. Um, but, and, you know, and then they, they're just like, ah, it just didn't live up to that. So I really don't like going into things with high expectations because you're I'm just always inevitably disappointed I was not disappointed it just didn't live up to what I thought maybe it would be but uh it's totally totally worth a watch um everybody is so young in the movie um what's her face oh my god my my brain never comes up with people's names I hate this whole section I wish I never said any of this um you know that lady she's in it and she's like 25 years old and it's just so interesting to see see her young. I'd never seen her so young before. That's it. This was a terrible end to this episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you're still here, please go tell the people. I swear, sometimes this, this show is good. And sometimes it's not. This has been Spencer Dispensing. Information, goodbye. Frances McDormand. As soon as I turned off my recorder, I thought of her name. Okay, real, bye. Bye.